Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the latest crop reports as harvest is underway in the south but is behind normal. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. To 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Mainly sunny skies, wind southeast 40, gusting to 60, and a high of 27. Showers beginning tonight, risk of a thunderstorm, the low 15. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60% chance of showers with risk of a thunderstorm, wind north 20, the high 22, the low 14 for tomorrow. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 26, 60% chance of evening showers, the low 12. Sunday, showers, the high 18, the low 10. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 19, the low 9. Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 17, the low 7. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 18. Normal high is 24, the normal low is 8. The sun rose at 5.57 this morning, it sets at 8.06 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is there's a tie. Mancota and Valmarie, both in the south-southwest, they're both tied at 27 degrees. The cold spot, Uranium City up north at 14. Estevan is 24, Saskatoon 26, Swift Current 23, Weyburn 24, Yorkton is 20. In Regina with partly cloudy skies, it's 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 34, gusting to 54. Humidity is 52%, the barometer dropping 101.2. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 24, winds are from the southeast at 44, gusting to 55. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougallauction.com. And brought to you by Edge Microactive, the new weapon against weed resistance. Visit gowancanada.com for more information. Saskatchewan farmers have 2% of the crop in the bin, but harvest is behind average for this time of year. Provincial crops analyst Corey Jacobs says harvest is most advanced in the southern grain belt. We currently have 2% of the 2019 crop combined during the bin, up from less than 1% last week, so a, a bit of progress. We are behind the five-year average of 9% for this time of year, but I, I don't think that really surprises anybody because of, you know, our crops got off to a later start with our extremely dry conditions early on. So, yeah, it's going to be one of those years where we see a lot of combining done in September and October. What's the progress by crop? So 39% of the fall rye, 23% of the winter wheat, 10% of the field peas, 5% of the lentils, and 2% of the barley has been combined. So we are making some progress even on those, uh, on those earlier winter cereals and pulse crops. Which region is most advanced? Which region least advanced? So really, it's, it's 
the southern regions that are the most advanced. So the southwest and southeast parts of the province, they're reporting about 3% of the crop combines in each region. And then as we work our way north, we're just we're seeing less and less uh, harvest progress. So the central regions are reporting less than 1% combined. So east central, west central, and then the northwest and the northeast parts of the province are also reporting less than 1% combine. But there has been some early peas combined or some early winter cereals taken off. So they've got a little bit done, a very, very little bit done, but it's, it's much less than 1% in, in those northern regions. So when will harvest be general? It's going to be in the coming weeks here, definitely in September. You know, in these southern regions, the crops are, you know, there's more crop desiccated and, and that's definitely turning. When we get farther north, man, that's going to be a couple weeks, if not longer, like maybe mid-September. Like there's just, it's going to be a lot of stop and go as well. There's a lot of crops that are, um, you know, they're, they're taking their time to turn and come in. It's, it's going to be a patience game this year for a general harvest in the province. So crop production, you still expect to be about average? Uh, yeah, about average. We haven't heard a lot of yield reports yet. I mean, we don't have a lot of crop off in the province, but anything that's come in, you know, about average for yield, um, you know, those, those extremely dry conditions early on definitely are going to have a bit of an impact on the quality. We just have to wait and see what we start hearing as, as we start getting some, some yield reports coming in, but still shooting for average, keeping on the conservative side. Was there any rainfall this week? This week was a bit less for rainfall. We saw, you know, a bit of a variation from, you know, uh, trace amounts to little rain up to about 27 millimeters in the Shaunavan area. There there seemed to be a cloud that kind of parked itself over in, in that part of the province. A lot of smaller amounts of rain reported throughout the province as well. What is the topsoil moisture rating? So topsoil moisture on cropland is rated as 1% surplus, 75% adequate, 21% short, and 3% very short. On the hayland and pasture, we have a rating of 1% surplus, 67% adequate, 26% short, and 6% very short. What were the main causes of crop damage this past week? So not a lot was reported. Basically, we, we heard some, some strong winds, maybe causing some crops to lodge, maybe blowing around the odd swath if there, you know, for the little bit of swath crop that there is out there. The, the big one was there was a bit of frost reported in the province this, this past week. It was a lighter frost, but you know, crop damage is, is absolutely possible with that. It's just, it's waiting to hear from producers, you know, it's a three or four day assessment after the frost period to see the impact of it. So definitely possible there, but we're very fortunate it wasn't a hard frost like we saw back in 2004, that that would have been a, um, a completely different and not a good situation either. Corey Jacob compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The spring cereal harvest in Manitoba is about a third complete. Manitoba Agriculture Crop Specialist Dane Frey says harvest is just getting underway in many parts of Manitoba. Fairly general for the Red River Valley, anyway. The Red River Valley is certainly more advanced than other parts of the province. It's been a little bit drier here, as well as being a little warmer overall. Um, but harvest is, is really just getting underway in most parts of the province. Further west, in the southwest and northwest parts of Manitoba, um, the pea harvest is about 50% complete. And cereal harvest has started, uh, but there's, there's not a lot of acres that have been taken down yet. It's about 30% done in those areas. Fraser expects to see harvest ramping up in western Manitoba over the coming week. 
He says yields on spring cereals have generally been average to below average with good quality and mid-range protein levels. Regarding the other principal field crops... Right now, um, canola crops look fairly good as long as the grasshoppers stay away for our last flush of bugs. Uh, we should have a fairly decent canola crop. Uh, corn is looking all right as long as it's in an area where it's had enough moisture. If it's been struggling a little bit, it's a little stressed and the cobs are smaller than normal. Uh, but we still see some pretty good yield potential on soybeans as long as um, frost can stay away and we can get some, some late bean and pod fill. We should have a fairly uh, reasonable soybean yield in, in most parts of the province as well. Fraze says hay and forage yields continue to be significantly below average. He says yields are 25 to 50 percent of normal. Canadian canola sales to the European Union will rise significantly this year at a time when exports to China have been sharply reduced due to political tensions. The merchandising manager for Viterra's oilseed division, Chad Maleski, says there are a couple of reasons for the improved market in the European Union. Normally Europe is producing 20 to 21 million metric tons of rapeseed domestically there. This season they're probably only going to finish up producing about 17 million metric tons. So we've seen a big appetite from that marketplace um, for imports. Normally they're, they're buying stuff from the Black Sea, um, Ukraine and Australia. But this year with the supplies that we have left over in Canada, diminished exports, we've seen the price of canola uh, unfortunately diminish. But it has created a pricing opportunity where the Canadian canola is looking very cheap versus some of these alternative destinations. The increased sales to the European Union will not replace the 4.8 million tons of canola seed purchased by China last year, but Molesky says it will help. If we look at the last number of years, we've been shipping about three to 400,000 tons of canola to a max of just over 600,000 tons into the European marketplace. But this year internally, I'm believing that there's potential for at least 1.2 to to maybe 2 million metric tons of, of export, which is really going to be a function of demand of how much we can push into the European market and, and certainly just price differences of how Canadian canola looks vis-a-vis alternatives that could be flowing into to Europe. There is a certification process producers need to follow for their canola to be allowed into the European Union. Brian Innes is the Vice President of Public Affairs for the Canola Council of Canada. It means that all feedstock used for biofuel in the EU needs to be certified uh, as sustainable. Uh, And when it comes to our canola exports, most of our canola will be going into the biofuel industry in the European Union because approximately two-thirds of all the canola used in the European Union goes to biofuel. There's a significant biofuel industry there. Europe has been a very aggressive jurisdiction. And in fact, they include almost three times more renewable content in their diesel than we do here in Canada. So approximately 6 to 7% of all of their diesel fuel comes from renewable sources. Three companies, Viterra, Cargill, and G3 Canada, work with a German-based firm on the certification process. The overall framework is in place, and all the individual farmer has to do is sign a declaration at the elevator. Doyle Weeb farms near Langham and was certified a couple of years ago. He says it was a simple process. Five questions uh, and a signature at the end to say that uh, these are, uh, to the best of my knowledge, uh, how I've been managing my farm and, and have uh, available information for them so that if an uh, audit happens to uh, be required that they, uh, they would be uh, using this as just as a base that it's common to everybody. I think to both uh, buyers at the same form from ISCC uh, for certification, and uh, so uh, the process was quite simple. 
Chad Molesky with Viterra says it's important to have a larger number of growers become certified for the European market. Without the certifications, we don't have the volume to export it. It's really as simple as that. So I think the biggest thing is we need to reassure the producers that it's an easy process. It's as simple as coming into your local elevator location, answering five questions, ticking off a box, and you become sustainable. So the more producers that we have signed up as an industry, the more opportunities we're going to have for exports. The Canola Council of Canada held a webinar on the process this morning with additional information available online or through Viterra, Cargill, or G3 Canada. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola fell 10 cents at 4.1136. Oats dropped 2.69 at 163.84. Yellow peas gained $1.93 at $220.47. Number one red spring wheat declined 55 cents at $201.05. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 239.51. Feed barley, 172.63. Flax, 464.93. Feed wheat, 127.78. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September wheat is down two and a quarter cents at exactly $5 a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 20th. There was no regular sale in Weyburn last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. Heverett sold from $1.20 to $1.27. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.83 cents to $0.94. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.72 cents to $0.82. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.60. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.10 to $1.20. We had an all-breeds pre-sorted yearling sale here in Weyburn on Monday. The market was better than what we predicted. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $1.90 and sold up to $1.98. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.93 and sold up to $2.19. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.98 and sold up to $2.19. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.85 and sold up to $1.97. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.74 and sold up to $1.84. Heifers were about 20 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 700 pound steers, Tan steers at $2.19 a pound. A group of 800-pound black steers at $1.97 a pound. A group of 900-pound exotic steers at $1.84 a pound. And a group of 1,000-pound exotic steers at $1.78 a pound. This has been Stephanie Dave reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices, too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,500 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 171 to 183 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling in a range of 164 to 182 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices are trading lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was up 25 basis points, with the daily exchange at 1.3278. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.24 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets continued to push lower, with Iowa, Southern Minnesota, and Western Corn Belt down by 257 and 272, respectively, 
while the national reported regime base price was lowered by a more modest 30 cents US 100 weight. The value of the cutout also took a hit yesterday, with all cuts making up the majority of the carcass by volume were lower on the day. Lean hog futures continue to remain range-bound amid the lows, with yesterday's trade giving back all the previous day's gains. Chinese hog and pork prices are now at record levels, however, and the ideas that high prices could be inflationary will be something to watch. As well, new cases of ASF continue to be reported, and there's no question that the Chinese market will be missing a lot of pork. The outlook today, mainly sunny, gusty winds to 60K, the high 27, showers tonight, risk of a thunderstorm, the low 15. 60% chance of showers tomorrow, wind north 20, the high 22, the low 14. In Regina, partly cloudy in 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.